Good morning. Welcome to Sunday Morning with 11 Action. I'm Ken Tuck. I hope your Sunday's going well, and whether you are on your way to church or you may have already been to church and heading out to a place to eat, you may be working this morning and you tuned into the Joy FM, wherever you're at. Thank you for tuning in this morning. And back in the studio with us is Mark Giles, GM of the Joy FM. Mark, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you, my friend. It's a pleasure to be with you. Uh, two weeks in a row, we, I don't know, we, it's, this will probably be the last one because you're just like, okay, I know all he knows now. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, we need to do this more often. I'd then. love to. I'd and love and to. actually, we, we need to do it when our brides are with us. Yeah. Uh, that could be fun. That'd be great. Yeah. And then, you know, if they start telling some secrets about us, uh, we can just turn the microphone mm-hmm. down and yeah. That's, of course, I I have no 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 recollection of that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're, we're going to have a good time again this morning. Our main topic we're going to talk about this morning is marriage. Oh, okay, it's an important topic to talk about. There's so many marriages that just need some encouragement. That's oh, my yeah. prayer this morning is that people will be encouraged this morning in their marriage, or maybe they're about to get married. Yeah. And they're nervous yeah. about that. Of course, I mean, I wasn't nervous. Were you nervous when you got married? I, um, I'm lying, I laid awake at yeah. night, you know, <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't being nervous about being married. I was concerned that I wanted to be a good husband. Right. I was, so I was way down the road thinking about all kinds of things. You know, I just needed to walk down the aisle, tell That's her, I, tell her I do and take it one day at a time. But yeah. I was, I was months and years down the road, right? You know, well, worried, you know, worried about stuff that. I didn't need to worry about. I, I knew I had out punted the coverage. On the- oh, <laughs> I have the NFL record for the longest pun. I'll let Did you know. You? <laughs> yeah, but uh, so yeah, uh, marriage is uh, yeah it can be a wonderful thing, and some people experience the opposite. So mm-hmm. uh, we, we hope to encourage you this morning yeah. on that. And before we do, let's go to our heavenly Father in prayer. And Mark, can you once again open us up in prayer? Lord, thank you so much for for first loving us. Thank you for giving your son for us to be willing that, that he could take our place, that we could have a, a relationship with you through him. And thank you for the picture that you give us in your word about how Jesus is the bride of the church. And thank you for, for painting such a wonderful picture of the way the husband is supposed to love his bride. Thank you for allowing us to see that firsthand how the church being the bride of Jesus shows us that relationship, shows us how that relationship is supposed to work and gives us a real, a real clear understanding of our part in the, the unity of marriage. I thank you for allowing me to see that, to understand it, and to continue to strive to live up to that every single day. It's in the name of Jesus we come to you right now. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. And I said Jesus was the bride, but we're, <laughs> Jesus is the husband in that scenario, and, and we're the bride. But I, God knew what I was talking yeah, God, about. God knew what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah. Somebody out there is taking notes. Oh, he got it wrong. Oh, he, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Oh, <laughs> uh, You know, that's the beauty of being on the radio, too. That's right. You know, you, <laughs> it's out there. That's right. Now, now, when I was in newspapers, when you messed up, it was in print, and it was there. Mm-hmm. And so that's that was a little different than yeah. The, yeah. The, the good old corrections we had to run. But <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, marriage is a topic that is, is often talked about and sometimes not such a, a, a good light. Uh, but we, we want to talk about marriage today and, and, again, pray that it uplifts people this morning. Uh, Mark, you and Terrace have been married for how long now? Well, 42 years last week. 
track. Forty-two. Uh, actually, forty-two pounds. Uh, for you, forty-two pounds. Forty-two right. pounds. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and the way she cooks, I'm just shocked. That's not more than that. I'm. I'm well, at, the, at one time it was more than that. <laughs> <laughs> at one time it was about double that. <laughs> but uh, but I've narrowed it back down. I'm trying to go back down. This would be beautiful, you know, to to be able to say on my. Let's say on my fiftieth wedding anniversary to say I've been married for thirty pounds. Well, yeah, oh yeah, there you go. There's a goal. Yeah, yeah, that'd be it. That would be yes, yes, Lord. <laughs> well, I love hearing how you first met hmm. when y'all were just youngins, right? <laughs> oh yeah, and you were in the classroom. I was ninth grade English class, I, and this will be the Reader's Digest condensed version of this. Ninth grade English class. Uh, I had been in school for about three days. I got kicked out of public school, which is another story for another show. <laughs> Don't even ask that question. I was sitting in the Christian school, kind of getting to know everybody. And into my ninth grade English class walks the most beautiful girl I'd ever seen in my life. I say walked because she kind of just floated in. <laughs> and she walked up to the teacher and handed him a note and stood there for about 30 seconds, not nearly long enough because I was really enjoying the view. <laughs> and then she walked back out, and I asked the person I'd been talking to, who was that? And he said, oh, Terrace? I was like, whatever, <laughs> whatever, it's beautiful, you know. <laughs> so that was when I knew, okay, I'm ruined for the rest of my life. I just saw the one that I want, but there's no way this guy can ever qualify for that. So I tried to become her friend, and I really did not have – I just wanted to be a friend to her. I wanted to get closer to that person, to know who they were, we were in driver's ed together. It's the only class we ever had together was driver's ed in three or four years of school. Mm. One class of driver's ed. Not the way I would have outlined it. But. <laughs> and so we just became friends. I don't know if this this is a family-rated show, but there's a story that I can tell you that happened as a part of that driver's ed class that let me know that I really was attracted to her. Uh, one day, she asked for a hall pass to go to the restroom. And I needed to go as well, but it was about probably five minutes later. You know, this this wasn't like you go and then I'll go. So I got a I got a pass and I went to the restroom. I looked down the hall, very long hall in this in this high school, and here she was walking back up towards me in the hall. And for some reason, the most unconfident fourteen year old boy you've ever known in your life was seeing this beautiful, most beautiful girl he'd ever seen, put his hands gently on her shoulders, pushed her against the lockers. And began to kiss her. Now, granted, we're just friends. Right. <laughs> I never said, do you mind? She never said, what are you doing? We just kissed in the middle of the hall. And then she went on back to driver's ed without ever saying a word. I went to the restroom without ever saying another word. And we never talked about that kiss <laughs> until about a year later. We mm. started actually started dating. And uh, Oh, and by the way, we were actually dating somebody else during that time. She had a boyfriend and I had a girlfriend. <laughs> Several miracles happened during during that encounter. Number one was that she didn't slap the molasses out of yeah, it. Yeah, right. You know? right. <laughs> Two was that uh, my principal or the teacher, Mr. Thompson, we were kissing right beside his door. You know, they had glass doors. <laughs> Me being the brainiac, I planned all of this, of course. Nobody saw us. Nobody came out into the hall. It would have been a big deal if they had. And then three, the fact that we never talked about it. But God used it to let her know, uh-oh, there's a chemistry here. I don't know what that was, and I just knew I'm never going to be happy ever kissing anybody ever. You know, that's the woman that I want to marry. So right. from that point on, that was my goal. Is I'll never qualify for her, but I want to marry her. 
Uh, that, that's an awesome story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, it is a miracle she didn't slap you. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but uh, so uh, love at first sight. Absolutely for me. Yeah. yeah. For awesome. her, it took about two years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> her sight isn't as good as yours. Is that well, I don't know. <laughs> she probably had much, much more intuitive sight. Probably so. Yeah. Women usually do. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> so you guys met then and, and you got married. How old were you when you well, got married? We were 20. We, 20. we dated, uh, dated through uh, 11th and 12th grade. And then we got a scholarship to uh, Liberty University for singing, yeah. traveling. And we dated through college, got married. Uh, when we were 20, and then had our first son at 21, uh, and really kind of just jumped into ministry. Yeah, uh, we we worked as youth pastor, and, and we were still in in music ministry. Um, and you talked about uh, earlier in a conversation, we were, you and I were talking about you know being hurt right. by ministry. We were in a church that was struggling financially, and so I think I had about three part time jobs in addition to the church, and that doesn't work real well if yeah. you if you can't ever be home. Right. Uh, we ended up, you know, being out of ministry for a while and kind of floundering. But God has a way of bringing you back. Yeah. God has a way. When you start out being friends, which is, if you remember in my story, we just became friends first. If Nancy was telling the story, I've heard her tell it. She said, he was my best friend. We became really good friends. And I think that's been the basis of our marriage and our ministry is the fact that we're friends. Right. And that's the thing. 42 years later. You still call each other your friends. Yeah. I mean, we're, she truly, she's my best friend. Yeah. She's the best friend I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Um, she's that person. If there's something good happening, I've got her on speed dial. Right. I got to tell you, if I leave to go on a trip to help a, a radio station, do a fundraiser, some of our sister stations, brother stations, when I walk out the door, I'm not thinking, great, I get to get out of here for six days and go do my own thing and watch. I'm thinking, how quick can I, maybe if we finish early, I can get, catch an early flight and I don't want to be away from her. Right. When I first moved here to to work for the Joy FM, I live in Dothan. The first year I was here, I lived in a, a fifth-wheel trailer because we were trying to sell our home in Nashville. I commuted back on the weekends. I would leave Friday, spend uh, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, sometimes Sunday night, and get up real early Monday morning and drive back down. Uh, it's a six-hour drive. Yeah, it's a long trip. Yeah, but uh, I didn't even cross my mind that I wasn't going to go back home because right. I had to see her. Right. I, I was, she's, she's my absolute for sure. I know she feels the same way too. Cause we, we always see it when we're, when the four of us are together and Terrace and Martha, they, they go walking yeah. together. Yeah. But yeah. if you've been out of town and you're coming back home, she'll say, Mark's just getting back out, but back in town, I'm not going to make it tomorrow to walk because <laughs> you've been gone and she wants to be there with you. And so that's just, that's awesome. And after 42 years of marriage, to still have that same love, she's still the most beautiful woman that's ever you've ever seen. Yeah, and it's just it's awesome that marriage can be like this. Mm-hmm. You know, Martha and I have a different story. A lot of people probably don't know this because I think we've been married you know as long as y'all have. Sure, but we both had gone through a divorce. Mm-hmm. We had known each other for a long time. We were going to church together, and then one day, kind of like you, I you know even though I was in my thirties, I was still like. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if she'd be interested or not. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and, and even though we'd been friends already, I asked her out to to dinner. As we went to Top Tie, that was our first <laughs> uh, our first date, and uh, and and I'm such a romantic. After that, I went to Home Depot to to pick up something for my mom needed at her house. So I mean, well, hey, you know, Thai food and a trip to Home Depot. Yeah, I yeah. mean, if that's not a romantic dinner, I don't know what is. That's right. 
but it worked. <laughs> and uh, and so we uh, definitely fell in love with each other um, from that point and uh, got married and 16, going on 17 years later, are still extremely <laughs> thankful that we did that, that, that God brought us together after going through hurts and everything, which we'd like to let people know there's still hope. There's forgiveness and there's hope in Jesus when you trust in him. So for all these years, we haven't been in, we have been in ministry together for all these years, but yeah. not full time because I was uh, editor at the Dothan Eagle and she was, she was in the medical field and we were doing this when we weren't working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> then as the, the Lord started moving and growing love and action, we knew we needed to start looking at getting into it full time, which had been a prayer of mine since the nineties mm-hmm. that when I got, when I got saved, I, I knew I had a call in my life. Didn't know exactly sure what it was at that point in time, but Lord, you know, he kept rolling out, kept showing me and I, I kept praying about being able to be in full-time ministry. Yeah. And it doesn't always happen overnight, right? Cause no, it doesn't. I wasn't ready for full-time ministry. The God had to prepare me. So Martha first left her job, uh, to come to 11 action. So it was, it was just her and, and Pamela who's been with us for all these years. Um, and, and cause she was here by herself working part-time and then Martha joined her, and then I knew it was time for me to step down. So I prayed, <laughs> and you know, preach about faith often, right? And man, it's something when you got to do it yourself, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because <laughs> so, I, I was comfortable uh, in, in a career I was very confident in because I'd done it for so long, enjoyed it for so long, mm-hmm. and was making good, good money. But we we got rid of all of our debt, sold my pickup truck. So all we had was just our mortgage on our house because we knew what we were stepping into. We weren't sure on paper how that's going to work. Right. But God knew how it was going to work, so we trusted him. And you can see I haven't missed a meal yet. <laughs> and uh, So we started doing ministry full-time uh, together back in uh, 2013. December 2013 was when I left the Eagle. And we've been doing ministry together full-time ever since then. So we're always around each other. Uh, just like y'all are pretty much around each other all the time too, right? Yeah, yeah. Some people you know, think, well, how can you stand being around each other that long? Mm-hmm. And our answer, Mark, would be, well, I, there's only 24 hours in a day. I, I'd kind of like for it to be more. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a marriage, when you truly love somebody, then they are, as you said about Terrace, she's your best friend, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's Martha to me. I know I love her and I know we have that friendship and a marriage can can actually be that way. When it is, you love being around each other. And whoever bump heads and get aggravated every now and then, let's see, um, am I human? Is she human? Yeah, okay, yeah. But, but you know, you work through that uh, pretty quickly, we do. Mm-hmm. And it's just a wonderful thing. And it all boils down to our love for Christ. Jesus says, we are to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And not to love anything or anyone more than than him. So I know who her number one love is. And she knows who my number one love is. And it's the same person, Jesus Christ. The key to that is that as we're loving him more than than each other, more than anything, anyone else, then that just allows his love to flow that much more through us for each other 
as well as for, for others. That's right. But with that, with that love between a husband and a wife, when it is truly firmly grounded in Christ, there's just nothing like it. There's not. Well, we have the perfect picture. As, as I was trying to pray when we first started, <laughs> we've got the perfect picture of what a marriage is supposed to be like when we see Jesus as the husband in this example and the church or us, you and I, as the bride. What did Jesus do? Well, Jesus came to earth, lived, put on put on human skin, which, number one, you're God, and you go down and put on human skin. That means you can stub your toe. You can get up and not get enough sleep. You can be hungry. You reckon he hit his thumb with a hammer? You know he did. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And all the things that you experience as a human, God was willing to put the skin on and experience those things. He hungry, got sick, got a cold, you know, all the things that we experience. But then take it a farther step. He was willing to be beaten by the Romans. He could have said, hey, buddy, I'm going to catch that whip. I'm going to wrap it around your neck. You know, <laughs> you have no idea what I could do to you. He was willing to go through all that torture. He was willing to hang on that cross. Could have called legions of angels. Wouldn't have had to have one. If one angel right. showed up with a sword, those centurions would have been going, ay, 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 ay. <laughs> and then Jesus died. He gave up his life. He bled and died for us, for the church, for his bride. So as a husband, when I look at that, there might be something I want to watch on television. I'm a football fan, baseball fan, basketball fan. I love NASCAR. Pretty much any weekend or day or night, there's going to be one of those on TV. There might be one of those I might want to watch. And there's nothing wrong with watching a ball game. I still do. I watched a race this past weekend. But if my wife wants to do something different, I want to be with my wife. Right. So you know what? I can figure out who won the football game. If I want to bad enough, I can go back and watch the recording of the ball That's game. Right. But I'm going to give up that if my wife wants to do something, if she needs to go, needs me to do something for her, or maybe, heaven forbid, she wants to watch a romantic comedy, Ooh, which I actually flick. have grown to love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sit there and hold my wife's hand and do something we both enjoy. Now, there are times when she'll read a book, I'll watch a ball game. You know, there's, there's, there's times I'm working out on my truck because I just kind of enjoy doing it, and she's she and her mom are making something. This doesn't mean we have to spend literally 24 hours right. a day together. But I've just heard it said so much that I, I don't have to give up what I want to do for no woman. You know, I, <laughs> I don't have to do what I want to do. No man's going to tell me what I can't do. Right. No, if we're looking for ways to give to our husband or give to our wife, they're not taking it from us. They're not telling us we can't. We're giving it to them. Christ gave his life. Right. We didn't take it. We didn't go, okay, if you'll die for me, I'll accept you. No, Christ just said, all right, I'm going to die for you now. Will you accept me? Right. So when we give an act of kindness to our wife or to our husband, we give it, and then it's up to them to accept it. Right. And that's the, the whole thing, the, the give and take, right? Yeah. We can't be selfish. Mm-mm. And if one spouse or both spouse are selfish, then there's going to be issues. Oh, yeah. Major issues. Yeah. And and yet doing things for each other. Now, my wife, Martha, she will almost never say, hey, let's go do this. Let's go do that. Mm-hmm. She, she, she doesn't. I'll say, honey, we're always doing something I want to do. What do you want to do? And she doesn't give an answer. Wow. Because she just wants to. She just wants to be together, so she's a servant. She'll put up, yes, as she ever. And and so she'll put up with with my football games or (laughs) my soccer games. And actually, she's come to be a a soccer fan now. Mm -hmm. 
I just appreciate the beauty of the sport, which I know for down here, people going soccer, not football. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, we watch football too. But just doing things together, and then then when when I can think of something that's like, oh, I know she would love this. For example, when Charity Gale came close to to Dothan, she was in um, up close to Birmingham, Alabaster. Okay. That's okay, what yeah. it was. Yeah, I knew she would love to go see her because Martha is a worship leader yeah. and she loves the worship of Charity Gale. So. I told her, I said, hey, Charity Gale's going to be in Alabaster. Let's go see her. A big smile came on her face. Yes, all right. And uh, and so that was a you know it was a wonderful weekend. Um, yeah. And, and she really enjoyed it. So you, you have a spouse that isn't forthcoming with, hey, I want to do this, want to do that. You know, Martha's not a shopper. She can't stand to shop, actually. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll go to the grocery store together, something like that. But when it comes to, you know, typical shopping for clothes, shoes, she hates doing that. And so, you know, if you have a spouse that is a, such a servant like mine is, then we need to find things that, that we know they want to do because, yeah. you know, we've been married long enough. I know I know we're now. You know, early on it was hard. Sure. But uh, we've been married this long. Uh, I hope we know each other. And uh, but yeah, it's the whole give and take thing that that we got to do. And we can't be selfish. We got to love, love first. Yeah. And um, for forty two years, you've been married. What's a a secret or one or two things you can tell folks that you know what this is really important in your marriage? Well, let me just talk to the guys. Okay. Let me look at it from the guys' perspective. We know that one well, don't we? Yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah, I know the guys' perspective. Guys, let me give you let me give you a hint. Memorize your wife's shoe size. Know it like you know the back of your hand. Look in her closet. Find out the kind of shoes she likes. Know it. And then be man enough to go into the shoe store and walk through the ladies' shoe section. <laughs> now, you're, you'll get one or two looks from the other ladies that are in there. Like, are you following me around? But just be deliberate. You're there shoe shopping. Find a pair of shoes that you know your wife would love. Go up and pay for them and take them home for no reason at all. Now, she may ask you, my wife, okay, what have you done? <laughs> or what have you done with my husband? Right. <laughs> but I'm telling you, if you can do something without an ulterior motive or without a reason or without a holiday attached to it, yeah. but just because I was thinking about you, I saw these shoes because that's, that's something that's easy for us. You know, shoes come in size nine and a half. Okay, so I can find nine and a half shoes. I may not know exactly the way the dress is supposed to fit or the cut or all that stuff, but I can do shoes. Guys, we can figure that one out. Every time she puts on that pair of shoes, she's going to remember you got them for her. She's going to remember that you love her. She'll remember that you were first on her mind, that you think about her. Uh, and then I'll tell you something else. And, and boy, Ken, we could talk for probably – a week on this subject. Yeah. And this is something that's really close to my heart. Guys, be careful what you look at. Be careful what you look at when your wife's not with you. But be careful what you look at when she is with you. Because she's watching you. She sees. If you look and follow a beautiful woman as she's walking across the restaurant or the parking lot, your wife is going to see that. Your girlfriend's going to see that. Your mom-in-law is going to see that. It doesn't mean that we don't see things. I, I see all kinds of stuff that I wish I hadn't seen. But when you see those things, avert your gaze. Turn your eyes somewhere else. Now, sometimes you might be walking and you might have to go, well, I tell you, that's a real interesting car over there. I like that car. And you just kind of walk through the parking lot. Right. Your wife knows what you're doing and she'll love you for it because right. you're not looking. at You're happy with her. You're not looking at her. She'll know that, okay, he saw that, but he didn't want to look at it. Right. He's looking somewhere else. And you will find yourself stronger in your faith. You'll find your, your heart being drawn more to your wife. Guys, we're, 
we're we're attached to our eyes. Right. What our eyes see, a lot of times we want. We can't be judged by something we saw, but we can be judged by something we chose to look at. That's right. So look away. Look at something else. And I think you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. But when you see something that you know could cause your, you to stumble, don't take a mental picture of it. Look away. Uh, and you don't have to make a big deal out of it. Don't even comment on it. Your wife will see it. Your mom and love will probably see it. And it'll mean the world to them. I think just those two things. Yeah. Shoes and look away. Look away. That's <laughs> yeah. right. That gets you started down the right road to yeah, a great relationship. That is. That, those are great, great. T- I've never bought Martha a pair of shoes, but I think I will. Now. <laughs> can't say that. She, she, she'll be listening. But okay. I, okay. I do that with flowers. Yeah. It, it's not yeah. a It's not a holiday. It's mm. not a Valentine's or anything like that. It could just be for just because I love her. Mm. And, and she loves flowers anyway. And, um, and so I, I've done that. Need to do it more. And actually, yeah, just doing something special. Yeah. Just for no reason at all other than. Because you love her. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking about you. Yeah, exactly. And you're right, that does mean the world to them. You know, we're talking about our eyes, mm-hmm. averting our eyes. When I was growing up, the saying was, well, you can look at the menu, right? But, <laughs> but you, you can't, can't order, order right? <laughs> that's right. Or you look but don't touch, uh-huh. that, that kind of stuff. But that's horrible, it's horrible advice. No, it is. Because if you look, you can start getting in trouble because your mind starts going. Mm-hmm. But even more important than that, Jesus tells us, he flipped everything. You know, the, in the Old Testament days, they had divorce, right? And if a woman was caught in adultery, they could be stoned to death. That's right. Well, Jesus says, if you just look upon a woman with lust, you've committed that adultery. You hadn't done anything but think about it, but Jesus says you've sinned. Right. And so, you know, we need to think about what our Lord says, and he takes that very seriously. And he, and he tells us that because he, he knows how we are. And he's like, you know, don't, like you said, don't look. Just Look at him. Keep looking at him and, and look at your bride. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, uh, so yeah, that's great advice. And, and Jesus, he, he just really amplifies that and, and tells us exactly what we should think about, what we should look at. And, again, if we just go back to the scriptures, then this whole life that we live here on this earth that he created would be so much better, even in all the hard times. Your, uh, your sons and your daughters are watching you too. That's right. Uh, very quick story. My, I took my son to a NASCAR race. He would have been about probably 16, something like that. And back when we were going to these races, they had trailers outside the track, and you bought souvenirs there. Right. So we were walking along the trailers, and we went up to one uh, trailer. I was going there to buy. It was a scanner, and I wanted a scanner. I walked up. And we were all wearing our sunglasses because we're all outside. We all got our hats on and everything. I walk up to the scanner, and the, the booth where you could look at the scanners was about eye level. And then the, the counter was like the top of my head. And I'm not a little bitty fellow. Right. I'm about 6'6", <laughs> six, six, so it's counter my head. And then there were people that were walking on top of that that would come and say, can I help you? So I'm looking at the scanners, and, and I see out of the corner of my eye, I see this lady walking over. And she, she puts her elbows on the, the counter and leans over. And says, can I help you? Well, in her mind, what she was doing was trying to entice me because she was wearing a bathing suit that I'll just let you decide what she was showing. And so I know my son standing to my left, another guy that went with us standing to my right that was part of our church. And I'm thinking, great. (laughs) I got my sunglasses on. They don't even know what I'm looking at now. And I had already looked away, but I'm thinking, they don't know. What so I just raised my sunglasses off to the top of my head. I'm still looking at the scanner. Both of the guys, I see them looking at me. And I said, yeah, I just was interested in a scanner. I think I'm going to think about it. 
but um, I appreciate it, and uh, and we'll be back. I never even looked up into her face, right? Because I was just and so I, I smiled though, and I said thank you. And I waved. I didn't make a didn't want to make a big scene, so I'm walking away, and um, my son came up and hugged me and just said, "I love you, Daddy." Mm. I knew exactly what he was saying. Right. We never talked about it. Uh, there's several things that happened at races. Right. That uh, were bonding moments for he and I because of he watching me not looking at things. Right. Uh, so just know your children are watching. That's know? right. And other men in your life are watching, and they'll know if you're they'll know if you're looking or not. We, we all have a greater influence than we think. Mm-hmm. Because you're right, people are watching, especially kids, but also friends. Yeah. And uh, and especially if 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 you profess to be a believer, mm-hmm. and they're not, you know, yeah. they are watching. That's right. And so, but yeah, uh, Mark, we are man, we're out of time. Oh wow, that was fast. Wow. <laughs> but appreciate you being here this morning. Thank and you. Appreciate you and you and Terrace and and your marriage and 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 just uh, example that you you both set for. For the rest of us, and I uh, just love you both so much. Well, if you see that in, in our marriage, and Nancy would tell you the same thing, that's that's God, that's Jesus shining yeah. through us, and we are grateful every day for his blessing, and I believe you can have that too. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope you've been encouraged this morning, and hope you just know all the way down deep in your heart that Jesus loves you so very much. Keep that in mind all week long. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.